Hello, everybody, and welcome to this 26th episode of The Last Word, W-E-R-D, with me, your host, that bad motherfucker named Gino. Glad to have you here. Glad to be spitting at you from the comfort of my room. I hope the hum of my air conditioner is not too loud for you. Uh, I got high today. Uh, Let's just get right into it, man. Uh, I couldn't sleep last night for whatever the fuck reason. Uh, My brain just does this thing to me. I don't know if this happens to other people out there. Usually, I would be preoccupied with some thought nagging at me, but this time, I was just tense for no reason. And I was, I'm like, it's weird having, going through the motions of an anxiety attack without having anything to be anxious about. I mean, I'm sure about, I'm, I'm sure that I'm anxious about life in general. You know, I mean, I'm not uh, as close to my goals as I would like to be. Uh, I'm not moving as quickly as I would like to be. But those are things that uh, worrying about it isn't going to help it any more than doing something about it. And definitely losing sleep over it isn't going to fucking help. Anyway, uh, so I'm kind of loopy today. I decided to take an edible. Whenever I, I, have, I have a couple of traditions involving edibles and, and decide, like, that decide the cycles of when I'm going to get high, you know? And uh, one of those is if it's going to be the coolest day for a little while right so the temperature is going to pick up back up to 90 like real summer temperatures next week and this is one of the last cool days i love getting high on like a nice cool day i love getting high in the rain or like on a cloudy day and uh also if like i haven't slept if i'm just loopy anyway i'm like fuck it why not get high why not enjoy it that fucking punchy state of mind where you you feel like you can you can sort of do things but you're it's not going to be quality you know what i mean like, you can get some writing done, but you're not going to be, like, gold, you know, shit like that. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I took an afternoon nap that sobered me up, so I'm, I'm going to re-edible dose up. I'm going to do that maybe during the podcast. I don't know. Um, wanted to talk to you about a couple of things specifically. Hey, look at me. I'm being responsible. I wrote down some notes so I, I know what to talk about and kind of where I want to end up, sort of, you know. And I'm kind of like... I don't know if I don't know if you get my flavor any anyone who like listens on the regular if you sort of get my flavor but I'm not like I slant like I slant left politically but I can't get with all the crazy shit that a lot of people say uh, I guess here is my stance politically uh, with with like a with like a historical eye with like an eye to history right um, history up until not too long ago has been just like hyper conservative you know tradition you stick to these boundaries you are this person there is no wiggle room if you decide to be anything a little bit different then there's something wrong with you and maybe we need to put you away that's really been it for for most of history up until like maybe the 70s or maybe the 90s you know it's kind of hard to decide and so we're kind of going through this thing right now where it looks like people want to push the rewind button and I don't like how many people on my side, and when I say my side, I'm not talking about those hyper liberals who just uh, scream and cry. You know what I mean? I mean, they say worthwhile things, but it's like uh, Louis C.K. said, uh, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. You're kind of being cunty about a lot of it. That's, I feel like that really sums it up, you know? Uh, I believe that people need to be themselves, and that's how the world is a less miserable place. Because life is hard no matter what. And at least we can be a little easier on each other and have a live and let live attitude, which really 
hasn't existed throughout the thousands of years of history and prehistory. You know, it's like I said, you had to be this one thing. I love Louis C.K.'s last special, if you ha- haven't seen it. It's called Sorry. And he really approaches this in just a smart, funny, incisive way. And he, he just talks all around and all about how you, you just had to choose. You just had to choose. I'm going to be this thing or I'm going to be that thing. And this is what I'm going to look like. And this is how I'm going to behave. And it had very little to do with your personality and very much to do with what spot you were filling in society. And it wasn't just like what job you have. It was like your mannerisms. You know, you had to really be a certain way, you know. And that had to be really constraining for a lot of people. I really blame a lot of like the genocides and shit like that. Usually those are in some way conservatively oriented. That is, you have to fit in this box. Even if you, I don't know, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too philosophical on it. But I, I just want to say that the narrowness of thinking is responsible for that. And so being progressive is supposed to be allowing people to be their own person. But there's a certain way when it comes around and bites itself in the ass and they're still telling people to be a certain way. It's just a different way, but it's still very dictatorial, dictative. Um, I mean, I guess since I'm on this tangent, I kind of wanted to talk about Anchorman 2. I blew past it. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I always talk about something that I've watched recently. Uh, it's important to me. I love movies. I love uh, media. I mean, you know, media that you watch by choice, not like commercials and shit, but those can be good too, you know? Um, oh yeah, this is, this was fucking with me today. Okay. Um, like Alex Jones, right? Remember Alex Jones, the fucking lunatic who screams at the top of his lungs for four hours at a time. I don't, I don't think he's doing his thing anymore. He, I forget exactly what got him in like the ultimate amount of trouble, but I haven't heard about him for a little while. Um, but he was right about the fucking elite pedophiles. Doesn't that fuck with anyone else's brain? I mean, he was wrong about Pizzagate. I think people forget why they called it Pizzagate. It's because he gave away the address of a pizza place where they were supposedly, they were supposedly holding all these children and someone thinking he was doing the right thing, went and shot the motherfucker up, didn't find anything. That's why they called it Pizzagate, because it was a catastrophe. And that's where I think we should have stumbled over the boundaries of free speech when you're inciting violence and calling to action when there is no action to be taken, you know? And so someone, like, the guy was in his right. If he believed what he believed, that there were pedophiles, uh, fucking children in a pizza basement, yeah, he was right to go there with a gun. But there was nobody there. And so he shot a motherfucking place up for no reason and that's why they call it pizzagate i feel like if you don't get it you're just not gonna get it i don't know i don't want to talk about that too much but he was i mean then but years years after that they found uh out about epstein i'm not sure exactly how i don't like to research this stuff too much (laughs) like basically when it reached by the time it reaches me it's common knowledge and that's how that's how i even judge if a story is big enough right do i know about it because I'm Adam, I, I, don't, I don't like to get involved in pop culture. I don't like to weigh in. The only reason I even talked about the Will Smith slap is because uh, it uh, directly affected the, the comedy community. And we have had a few incidents since then, right? 
But Alex Jones was right. Let's not gloss over this. In so, even if he wasn't exactly right about the fucking pizza place, does this mean that we have to dig into every stupid fucking thing that Alex Jones said? Because just because it's stupid and ridiculous doesn't mean it's not true. Right? Like, just because it's fucking stupid doesn't mean it's not true. Stupid shit happens every single day. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't like I, I would be, I would be for that. I would be into it. If, if I would found a, I would found a research club, department, whatever, foundation. I found, I would found a foundation, whatever, uh, that specifically was dedicated to digging into everything that Alex Jones said. What I'm not for is spouting off bullshit, or spouting off any kind of crazy shit without any foundation for it, right? Without any research, without any backing. But I'm like, do we have to find out if the juice boxes were making the frogs gay? That's one thing that he said. And it sounded stupid when he said it. But it sounded... Coming out of his stupid fucking face, everything fucking sounds stupid. You know what I mean? When you're screaming and ranting like that. And banging your fucking script against the desk. And just having a camera creep back and forth on you like that. So it it makes it look like more is going on than really is. I don't know, man. I, th- I think we have to take it at least serious. I, th- I think we have to take it at least seriously enough to, like, look into th- some fucking shit that he said. Because he was right about that thing. I mean, you're stupid if you think that only the Democrats are doing it or only the, li- you know, I mean, that there's such a fine line that divides, that morally divides these political parties that one of them is just so righteous and the other one is just so deplorable whatever i i really i would feel sorry for people who have those strong political allegiances except i feel sorry for me for having to live in the world that you perpetuate you know what i mean because we continue on our bullshit because we can't solve problems because of that shit you know and that's why i wrote a little book called redfish bluefish at fish you fish and uh, it really it really goes on the whole tangent about how the news just kind of like divides us up. And uh, it's not an accident, too. It's definitely on purpose. It's definitely on purpose. If you pay attention to their talking points and the, the, only, the only conversations that they are willing to have, it's true, man. It's true. That actually almost goes into the whole Anchorman thing that I wanted to talk about. But I feel like... Oh... Uh, I mean, it really does go into the Anchorman. Okay, I was watching... Okay, I saw Anchorman 2. I saw Anchorman 2. I didn't want to give it a chance. I thought it was going to be shit. I thought it was going to be horse shit. Uh, it turned out to be great. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I would watch it again. I think it was really smart. I think they took a lot of ideas from the first movie and really like took them to their next logical conclusion. I don't know if you remember... Um, any of you watched multiple uh, Austin Powers movies, right? Uh, but they would kind of like rehash old gags. And it would be the same joke, basically. But just like with interchangeable punchlines. Just the punchline would technically be different, you know? Like, like I have a joke. I have jokes that I say if someone sets me up. Like, if I see someone with a, a Dodgers jacket, uh, I'll, I, I will always say, I didn't know you were on probation. That's my go-to. That's what I say anytime I see someone 
supporting the Dodgers, the Dodgers hat. Oh, I didn't know you were on probation. That's the exact same joke, if you think about it, as if someone tells me they were playing softball and I tell them I didn't know you were a lesbian. And usually, if that person is an actual lesbian, they'll say it. They'll say every single time, I was playing softball. Well, I am a lesbian. I mean, my friends, I don't know that every single person that's ever done that. But if you're my friend, you definitely, try, you definitely find humor in uh, someone living out their uh, <laughs> cultural stereotype. Um, and of course, there's nothing wrong with people playing softball and them having to be lesbians. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but it is a cultural stereotype and it, it, is, it is fun to watch us live out our tropes, you know, in society. I guess that's, that's me trying not to get canceled for saying something about softball. Anyway, uh, but Anchorman 2, man, it was, it was solid, dude. Like, uh, they start out, right, with uh, whatever. They have to get their premise. Ron Burgundy uh, didn't get chosen for the job, and his wife did. So now he's, he finds himself in a ratings war with another uh, colleague or whatever, and they will do anything to get the fucking ratings. And that's the exact 24-hour... They, they talk... They get into the 24-hour news cycle. There's like, they're like, there's no way you can fill a 24-hour news cycle. There's just not that much news. And then they're like, okay, well, news... People don't follow news. So how do you get people to pay attention at nighttime when they've already watched the news? They've already had their fill. And then they're like, just tell them what they fucking want to hear, man. You fill all the rest of the hours just telling them what they want to hear and inflate that part of them, make them hungry for it. It was really smart the way that, because by the time they were in it, in the ratings war, talking about, uh, I love America, but like too much, you know what I mean? It's like, I love my wife, but if you heard me say it like six times during a conversation, you'd be like, that's, that's something different than love going on right there. There's, there's something, it feels unhealthy, you know? Like you can love your wife, and you should love your wife. But, I mean, you saying it that often, I feel like there's some sort of uh, insecurity there about it, you know? And <laughs> it was, I was just so, uh, I don't want to say blown away, but I just, I didn't want to give the movie a chance. I, I waited this long to watch it, right? I don't even know when it was in theaters. It was at least a couple years ago. At least. Maybe five? I don't know. And I literally ran out of content. That's what happened. And I'm like, Anchorman's free on Amazon Prime. I'm going to give it a shot. And then from the very first scene, I was just like, this is good. This is good writing. Uh, I kind of blew past it last week. I'm just like, oh, and by the way, I watched Anchorman 2. I'm like, no, no, no. I need to talk about that because it, it really uh, goes into stuff that I'm passionate about. And I noticed that every time Adam McKay and Will Ferrell do a movie together, they kind of have this funny, lighthearted way of approaching uh approaching uh I'll, I'll say that for lack of a better word uh just a kind of a societal problem you know and they really like the first anchorman if you're paying attention right it's a great movie it's a born class it was a born classic right it was a classic right out of the gate and uh they were just talking about how the news is bullshit you know there's uh you know they'll talk about someone got killed and uh you know fuzzy animals and shit like that and they just kind of expounded on that in this uh in the sequel really really good stuff and then they kind of uh they sort of kind of rounded out in 
in like the whole modern workaholic thing where like this guy is already successful he doesn't need so much more but he's ignoring his family and they just found a funny light-hearted way to do it a ridiculous fucking will ferrell adam mckay way to do it it was fucking great i loved it man i re- if you haven't seen it i recommend you watch it but uh, if you if you listen to last week's podcast you'll also hear me say something about a mandela effect because i clearly remember like a scene just an entire like you know one of those youtube excerpt scenes about them having like a gay coworker, and like him being weird about it because it's the 1970s or whatever or 1983 or something like that and i'm like they could have gotten rid of that because they you know maybe it didn't age well in like the few years since it was made but it was really just a few years ago but i'm like i don't know man uh, there was a weird I almost don't even want to talk about it I'll just say that something happened recently that I remember happening a, happening a year or two ago and it was weird because I didn't even know the person it concerned so the name popping up again was kind of a big deal because I, I didn't know the person and I'm just like didn't didn't that already happen anyway what I find funny is when I was a kid, I used to kind of vocalize the shit and everyone said I was crazy. And I was a weird kid. I've always been a fucking weirdo. I've always been this guy. You know, I've always been this fucking weird guy. Just with the volume up or the volume down, but pretty much the same guy, you know? Fucking degenerate, uh, sexually, just, uh, I don't even want to say, like, just always thinking about fucking, I guess, I, I don't know what other way to say that, uh, just constantly, uh, pondering storylines, shit like that, making fun of everything, finding the smartest way, to, trying to find the best way to make fun of everything around me, I've always been this motherfucker, and I've always been the guy who's just like, wasn't that different last time, and everyone's like, you're crazy, I'm like, okay, but nowadays, more people are noticing these, I guess, what you would call glitches in the matrix, how new age am I getting right now? How old culty am I getting right now? I don't know. I, I feel like for, any, for anyone I lose, someone else is like, yeah, I get that. So whatever. I mean, I'm not coming to any conclusions. I'm not pretending I know anything. That's what I hate about conspiracy theorists is they, they know that they're powerless, but they somehow believe that they know specifically a thing just because they heard it on fucking YouTube or some shit like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, man, you see these little glitches and you're like, that's weird. But I mean, what does it mean? You still got to go to work. Uh, you still got to get sleep. People talk about simulation theory and I'm like, still hurts if I stab you. They're like, yeah, that's true. You can't, no matter, no matter if it's a simulation, you don't want to get stabbed. You know what I mean? That's the bottom fucking line. If this is a simulation and it's all fake, you still don't want to get stabbed. I think, I think there's no, there's no other argument beyond that. And like, are you going to stop going to work? No. Okay. Well then we're in a simulation. And, and if you believe that, then that is so, and you still have to go to work tomorrow. So, um, oh yeah, I wanted, I think I've talked about this before, but I feel like I found sort of a different way to talk about it. Uh, and that is this, this, I, I, I just get really annoyed when I hear people talk about things that we are not supposed to say, you know? Excuse me. I stopped saying 
the word fag because I noticed that people I like and respect were getting hurt. Like, I just saw it. And I saw them keeping it to themselves and trying to be cool about it. And I'm just like, I got to stop that. You know? It wasn't fucking woke culture or anything like that. It's because I have gay friends. And I know enough people in this modern age, as accepting as the world is, who still... They kind of... Like, they sort of hide. and Like, they're not really in the closet. But they really still sort of hide it. And you shouldn't have to hide yourself. You know, it's one thing to... I feel like everybody is, is dances this line between hiding your true self and like putting, shoving it in everyone's face. And uh, we're kind of like striving for this uh, balance, you know, which is just like be yourself, but don't be offensively so. I've had to fucking deal with that my entire life because as quiet and low key as I am, I just say random shit that bugs the shit out of people. And I have to filter myself all the time. That's how I know it's never been all right to say a lot of things because I have always had to filter myself. But for some people that it's brand new and has been tradition for them just to say horrible things. And then they're like, oh, I all of a sudden have to be polite and be a mindful person. Oh God, for fucking bid, you know? And when we invent these fake problems, it kind of causes real problems. You know what I mean? If you feel cloistered, even if you're not, you still might act out accordingly. But, like, the one, the one I notice people really talk about is the R word, right? Retard. Every single day, I hear someone talk about, or people, multiple people talk about, how we're not supposed to say retard. And they say retard so many times. So many times. All in, this, all in the name of saying we're not allowed to say retard. They say it on stage. They say it off stage. They say it at my bar in front of me. And I'm like, when, where, and how many times a day are you not allowed to say retard? Because I hear it every fucking day. And if you just said it to me right now, then you feel completely safe saying the word. And also, I don't think you're hanging out with a lot of people who have Down syndrome, who are going to be offended, you know? It's different because you don't know who's gay around you. So just don't. Just don't be an asshole. If you think you might be in danger of being an asshole, just err in favor of not being an asshole, you know? But with regard to not being able to say things. I mean, dude, Lenny Bruce getting arrested, and I hate to throw it back, but you have to. You have to throw it back to like a landmark situation that people uh, unanimously agree happened, right? This isn't a theory. Lenny Bruce, the famous comedian, getting arrested for saying swear words happened, yeah, 50 years ago, which feels like a long time ago. But that includes all of civilization up to that point. That's kind of what I started with, right? That's kind of what I started talking about up top. All civilization up to that point, you couldn't say most things that were on your mind. It was all controversial, all of it. And even when it was factual, even when it was true. And we still have a little bit of that. I still can't talk about certain things. When I was driving Uber, I remember this one lady told me that like fire season always used to extend to January. And I'm like, no, it didn't. And then she's like, well, how long have you lived here? I'm like, my entire life. You're not going to get me to believe that this was a thing when it wasn't. And then she kind of looked sad that she couldn't lie to me about this thing. I don't know if she's got a stake in the oil company or some shit like that. But pre-Lenny Bruce, people would get arrested or shot or killed somehow for even saying anything. For even saying anything just 
outside the norm and the norm was very narrow you know it was very this or that this particular specific thing or that particular specific thing and if you argued outside of that you were kind of nuts and you were a new age and you were a weird weirdo free thinker and you probably did drugs because let's face it if you think differently from all of society and they make you feel like you might be nuts you're just like i don't know man i don't need to be sober for this i I feel like that's the general consensus let's see how long i've been going we're getting close to a half hour i don't like to spend too long doing these things um I would love to keep it short, and I do have to pick up my baby, my fiance, my Ray Ray, in just a few short minutes. But I guess I kind of wanted to to end on this. I I mean, I gotta share some of myself, right? Because I mentioned that I, I couldn't sleep, right? And and I just uh, felt like, I mean, it's healthy to feel like you're not progressing fast enough if you're not progressing fast enough. I mean, I'm not where I want to be right now, right? So I need to. I need to spend as much energy as I can, as I reasonably can, getting there. Especially when I feel like I'm capable of doing it, you know? I feel like it's in me. I feel like it's there. And I definitely... It's important to look at the road behind you once in a while just to know that you've... Just to understand that you've progressed. That you're farther along the road. If you're not farther along the road, that's another thing to notice and reevaluate. Okay, you know. And it gets scary sometimes because you're like, dude, I've been on this road a long time. Bill Burr talked about uh, when, you know, he must have been five or ten years in comedy, probably like ten years in comedy. And he was on this junket. It was like the fifth year he had done this like exact, you know, loop around. I think he was like touring a little bit and he was at this comedy festival and he was just like, dude, like, I'm really not getting as far. And he, he just he was just having a personal crisis, you know. And, uh. Dude, it happens to everybody, man. But what he was thinking was like, dude, this is a long... What am I going to do? Like, return to normal society? Like, this is a big gap to have in your employment history is what it boils down to, you know? You haven't been employed for 12 years? What have you been doing? I've been telling dick jokes on the road for 12 years. For 12 years? Well, I've been telling dick jokes on the road for six years. And the previous years before that, I was getting good enough at dick jokes to be able to tell them on the road. So that's... That's what I've done with all of my time. I have no acquired skills. I can only do manual labor. <laughs> and and uh, and I only have one back. So I don't know. <laughs> you know? It's scary. It's fucking scary, man. It's, it's scary chasing after your goals. It's scary chasing after your goals when uh, <clears throat> you have to be so much better. Oh, I definitely wanted to bring this up. Because I feel fortunate to feel threatened the way I do. Because my contemporaries are so great at what they do, okay? And I want to name them because they deserve to have their... They deserve to be visible, you know what I mean? They deserve to have everyone know who they are. Fucking... I'm friends with people like Viet Nguyen, Mario Rodriguez, Eric Escobar. These people are fucking killers. They go out there and they get booked on show after show and they kill at show after show. They're so amazing at what they do. And I see how people look at them when they're on stage. And I want people to look at me when I'm on stage like that, you know? Just like, oh my God, you don't have to worry. This guy's just going to fucking kill it. We can all relax for for 10 minutes and just know that they're going to fucking just hit us with laugh after laugh. And they're going to get booked again and again. I'm so, these, these people, and I have to look at them. And it's good for me to feel not threatened by them in a way that would make me want to hurt them or, or hurt their success in any way. But just give me a run for my fucking money, dude. I got to be as good or better than that. I got to be as good or better. Like, 
I feel like I get better at joke writing, but like my habits need to be better at keeping track of my punchlines, right? Because I just, the ideas, they come at me and it's my strength and it's my weakness because I constantly want to try out new ideas, but I really need to be just locking in these old ideas that just work, you know, and have openers and closers and just make sure that when I get on and when I get off stage, people just feel like they just got gut punched by my energy, you know, in a good way. And they can relax. When Gino's on stage, it's going to be all good, you know? And there's even uh, Adam Chong. who, who uh, Dude, the guy is a relentless networker. I see him getting on these shows, man. Oh, <clears throat> I think he performed with Moses Storm a couple weeks ago. Oh, my God. I would have had a fucking comedy gasm if someone put me on stage next to Moses Storm. I need that in my life. And he's been doing it, like, I think half as long as me, maybe less. That fucks with me. Don't think that doesn't fuck with me for like one second. And Adam, man, if you listen, dude, you're doing an incredible job, a fantastic job. I'm going to have him on the podcast soon. I'm actually going to do, I think I'm going to do the podcast again. Uh, Tomorrow I have an appointment with a friend of mine named Micah. Um, He's a a guy with a great sense of humor. He could have been a comic in another lifetime I, I do feel like if he was a comic uh present day though he would just be one of those guys that tries to find a way to espouse his world view but he's he's got a great sense of humor he's a funny guy uh he's one of those <coughs> warning he's he's a little bit of like i think he's a conservative who's not a conservative you know i think he's a conservative because he likes to agitate i, I think that's how a lot of conservatives i know today are people who just kind of want to agitate everybody they don't really believe all those things but they just they just like the chaos, you know what I mean? And he's definitely one of those guys, but he might be mellowing down. <clears throat> I'm going to try to actually stay away from um, political uh, stuff with him tomorrow. He loves pop culture the same as I do. He loves movies the same as I do <clears throat> and music, even if he likes different uh, movies and music. And so maybe we'll talk about some of that. And I think we'll have a great discussion. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I think it'll be a lot of fun to listen to us hang out because we have a lot of fun when we're hanging out. And so I think it'll be a lot of fun to listen to. Hey, that's what I got for you today. Uh, I thank you so much for joining me. We're right at the 30 minute mark. Oh, I'm so fucking good. I'm so fucking good. Dude, I looked at that clock and it's like 30 minutes and 20 something seconds. I'm like, God damn, I'm good. God damn, I'm good. <clears throat> I'm trying to pay more attention to my content. So I want to have like, I want to have like good pictures for you guys to look at when I, when I advertise this podcast, you know, I want to have something like maybe cause I'm talking about censorship. I'll just just put a little effort in it, you know? Maybe I'll put some fucking, like, duct tape on my mouth or some shit like that. Just so you have something to, to kind of guide you through it and make you feel like, oh, uh, maybe he put some work in that. Maybe I want to listen to it. Maybe he put a little bit of love. I, I want to listen to Gino's love. All right, I love all of you. Uh, thank you for joining me. I'm glad to be part of your life, uh, talking at you, to you, towards you, in your car, uh, when you're about to fall asleep, on the toilet, Uh, I hope you have a great day, night, whatever the part of uh, the 24-hour cycle it is for you. Uh, Have a great whatever it is. I love you, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.